Hey everybody, it's Connor Onion. This podcast is brought to you by McAllister's Deli in Carbondale, home of some of the best sweet tea in the Midwest and home of genuine hospitality. That's McAllister's Deli in Carbondale, located on East Main Street in Carbondale, across from the mall. Ryan Neal, second year with the Seattle Seahawks. He was a Saluki from 2014 to 2017. They only get one off day a week since they're in training camp right now. And Ryan was very generous with his time, very generous with his one off day. And I'm really excited to share with you the conversation that we have. Ryan is very thoughtful. He was very reflective throughout this conversation on some of the choices that he's had to make to get him to this point in his life and in his professional football career. He's funny. And something that he's picked up from his dad, he's very, very talkative, and that made my job very, very easy throughout the course of this conversation. Here's Ryan Neal. I hope you enjoy. Man, I've been great, man. Thanks for having me. You know, blessed. Still, still doing what I love to do, so can't complain. I was checking out your NFL bio today, and this must have slipped past me when you were at SIU. You were born on Christmas Eve. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. That that is my birthday. <laughs> you're you're wedging together the best two holidays as a kid all in two days. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. It's like it's kinda like you like the Christmas thing is kinda like the main focal point because I come from a big family, like it's what is it, five siblings that I have? But uh actually no, four, excuse me. No, it's five, yeah, five of us. And so, you know, when it comes to Christmas, that's a lot of a lot of things that has to be bought and all that. And so it's like, you know, we're just going to kind of push it together and just make it one <laughs> kind of a thing. So it's like you kind of miss out depending on the year. You never know. Some days, you, some years you might just get it all. Some years, eh, not so, so much. It wasn't, <laughs> double, it wasn't automatically double the presents for you then. No, no, not, not automatically. No. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, must, I must have missed that when you were here but no I was watching uh, it, it's pretty cool what the Seahawks do they, they do that uh, training camp live and yeah and, and kind of watch you guys practice that facility mm-hmm. man right there on the lake that looks gorgeous Dude, it, it is man that, that was probably one of the first things when I first got over here <laughs> I was uh eating in our little well before we had all the COVID rules so before all that in our little uh dining hall or whatever and literally, it looks over the lake. And so, like, every morning, you just eat, and I'm just like, man, this is this is nice. Like, <laughs> this ain't too bad, man. The facility's beautiful, man. The organization's wonderful. And like you said, man, you can sit up there and practice, and you can see some eagles just flying. Like, I'm just like, man, this is this is crazy. Like, it's, it's kind of cool, man. It's different, for sure. I love it, though. It's awesome. It almost looks like it has, like, a national park feel. Like, you're in a national park that has a football field in the middle of it. Yeah, literally, that's that's like the perfect analogy. It's like you you in the middle of a national park. Like, man, it's just, it's, like I said, it's beautiful. You know what I mean? You see the tall trees, see the eagles flying, the water, and not to mention the weather is always wonderful up there. I mean, it don't get too hot up there ever, so it's perfect. <laughs> and, and I'm curious with um, just your position and the organization that you're in, there's so much recent history at that spot in the defensive backfield, the Legion of Boom for so many years dominated the NFL with Chancellor and Thomas and Richard Sherman. I mean, when you got there, were you kind of not starstruck, but you're kind of like, man, this is this is pretty neat where I'm playing and the position I'm playing. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely um, makes you feel responsible to hold up, you know what I mean, to the history, you know what I'm saying? So 
you take a lot of pride in it, you know what I mean? Especially what they started in a story that they just wrote, you know what I mean? Creating that, you know, people know him as Legion of Boom, really it stands for Love Our Brother, that's what we go by. And you can see it when they play, you know, you watch the film, it's just nothing but love out there. And it wasn't even just the DBs, like part of them is still there within Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. And now Bruce Irvin's back in the mix. And it's just like, to even be around that is still, you know, heavy. It's like, man, that's, you know what I mean? That's that that's them. That is the foundation, you know what I'm saying? So being able to practice with those guys, being in the same locker room with those guys and really picking their brains about the game, is, I mean, that that alone is, is everything for me, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. And like I said, you take a lot of pride in it for sure. You take a lot of pride in it and it makes you proud to be a Seahawk, especially a Seahawk DB, you know what I mean? So I love it, man. I'm just – yeah, it, it was kind of starstruck at first, but now I was like, you know what, let's, let's, let's uphold that name, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what it is. I mean, were those the guys you were studying in high school and college? Man, I mean, like you said, Sherm, Earl, Cam, all three of them. I mean, you just, like, it, it's different. When you're watching the game, it's like fans usually watch the game for offensive players, but, like, when you, the Seattle Seahawks came on, you know, Russell Wilson in the office of size, like, man, we want to see that dog on LB. Like, we want to see, like, nobody says that when they turn the TV on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I can't wait to see what the defense does. It's like, that, so, <laughs> that, man, that's what, that's what it is, man. It's just like, you, when I've been watching them since I was in high school or whatever, in college, it's like, you just love to see them put it together. It's just like, that's beautiful, man. It's just beautiful. Like, that's football to me. You know what I mean? Besides scoring points, it's like just seeing those guys on defense just go. Like, they just go. Like you love it, man. So that's that. That's that's what it was for me coming up. What about the speed of the game now that you're up at that level? I'm I'm guessing there's a a little different gear than playing FCS football. Is that accurate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. This, I mean, that's just kind of like anything. No, you can still come from FBS and the NFL and realize the game is that much faster. But heck yeah, way faster. I mean, way more strategic. You know what I mean? Way more detail. Uh, it, it take a lot more. You know what I mean? Just it don't just go out town alone. Like up here, it has to be just as fast as you can move. You know what I mean? Actually, faster than you can move. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be in position and you got to realize what's going on. And like one of my old, like actually one of our OD coordinators from uh, SIU used to say all the time, Coach Paul, he used to say, you know, the devil's in the details. It's the game inside the game. And in the NFL, that's true. You got to know. You know what I mean? Like, because everybody knows. Like, you got to know. Like I said, everybody's here. They can play. You know what I mean? They got the talent to play. But the next step is, how far can you go mentally with it? And that's where the speed of the game comes from to me. You know what I'm saying? So that part alone right there is probably the biggest difference, you know, for college and going to the NFL. You mentioned your time in the SIU system. How prepared, based on the coaching you got at SIU, did you feel to, to go in and grasp that mental part of playing in the NFL? Yeah, well, you know, um, you know, Coach Paulson, Coach Rogers, uh, Coach Franks, when they were here my, my last two years, um, they really helped me out a lot, you know, especially Coach Rodgers with just studying the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, my whole senior year, we, I would be in his office watching film, drawing stuff up on boards. Like, you can ask him. We was in there all the time just doing it a lot, probably more so than I should have exact classes. But the thing was, it was just like, man, I got to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that right there alone can make a, a good a good football player turn to a great one, you know? So I'm just sitting here, like, I got my marker board right here with stuff written on it. But, like, it is all day just drawing stuff up, like, man, what's got and this and that and the third. And that right there alone, I think, helped prepare me, you know, give me the foundation for what I needed to, to get into to lead, into the league and catch on quick, you know what I mean? And, 
even then, you know, it was still like, God, it was, it's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just like, this, man. But then, like I said, once once I got that foundation, I understood that the game was just deeper than running, hitting, and going to the ball. This is what's it's like a chess match. What's 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 being played? What are they what are they showing? What's their style? You know, the film study. All that and uh, yeah, so I would say it definitely, it definitely uh, got that foundation going for me when I got to the league. Where do you feel like you stand right now? Uh, about a week into training camp, uh, as far as making the fifty-three man roster and and those sort of things. Well, right now I feel good. I feel confident about everything that I've been doing. Of course, you learn it. You know, you're not going to be perfect, and that's all right. Um, I just love the fact that I'm down <laughs> back balling. Uh, back playing, you know, safety, a position that I've been, <laughs> I played when I was in college, and I feel comfortable with that. And, you know, I'm back at it, you know what I'm saying, getting my stride back and, you know, making as many plays as I can, just having fun, trying to make an impact on special teams. That's the goal. So I feel like I stand pretty solid, you know. Other than that, you know, it's, it's a business, you know what I'm saying? So you got to put you gotta put forth that product that they want to see. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, uh, you know, as long as I feel confident in what I'm doing, I'm fine. You know what I mean? I stand on my own and you know, my effort alone, give it a thousand percent every day. And I've been scratching the claws since day one. So I kind of know, you know, what goes and what, you know, what goes around, what goes around, where I need to be and what I need to do. So I feel pretty confident, man. So, you know, we end up. <laughs> That's right. Up. That's right. Yes, sir. Before we get into some of the weeds of uh, the specifics of how you got to where you got, I'm curious when, when the team goes out and gets a guy like, um, you know, Jamal Adams, you know, a big time mm -hmm. your position. Uh, what is, what does that leave you to think more competition? Yeah. Well, you know what? I think the coolest thing is, is like, not only is it competition, you get to see where you measure up, but you get to learn, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always something you can learn. I never, ever, ever turn out knowledge. And I, one thing I love about him that like he, he has that, personality, that passion. He loved the game. You can tell he loved the game. When he walked on the field, you can tell he is just itching to like he loves it. You know what I'm saying? And just to see how smart he is and his experience. I mean, we dog I think we named it the same age. He probably came out the year before me in college, but it's just like just to see how much he's soaked up and how much he's learning his experience is something I just love to, you know, feed off of. You know, I watch him, ask him, I ask him questions, you know what I'm saying? His locker right next to mine, you know what I mean? So it's just like it's cool to be able to have a guy like that. And, I mean, when it comes to, you know, bringing guys in, that's never – like, you know what I mean? That's, that's nothing to do with me. I control what I can, you know, can control. You know what I mean? And I get in where I fit in. That's just the name of the game. And, you know, I'm very grateful that he's over here. Like I said, he's he's one of those. He's one of those guys. It's like, man, like, you've seen him top 100. Uh, one of the most, most, like, more different players in the league. Like, the way he, like, the speed, all that. So, it's like – it's kind of exciting to watch. You know what I mean? I'm just like, can't look at him. Like, he, he – you know what I mean? Like, I love it. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just cool to learn. I love it, man. I ain't yeah. got no problem. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of a handful of guys that, that fans will turn on the TV on Sunday and, and see a lot of that mm -hmm. you're spending a lot of time around. Uh, Russell mm -hmm. Wilson has, has been uh, known to reach out to guys that are younger, coming up in the league, uh, you know, maybe mentoring some rookies even on the defensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. What interactions have you had with number three? Well, number three, I, man, in fact, I'll say this. I'll just give you a moment. This is probably one of the coolest things ever, and this is when I just got to Seattle, too. So, who we're playing? We're playing the Rams. I think this is the first time we were playing, and we had the little line green, that line green jersey on. I was on the practice squad this time. So, close game. It was going back and forth and back and forth. I mean, it was, it was a game, man. 
and it came down to like a last minute opposite drive with a field goal. So one thing about number three is, man, I, I don't doubt that man at all. Like, you know what I mean? If it come down to overtime, you got to give him the ball. Like, that's how I feel. Like, give him the ball and let him do his thing. As you can just see when he's on, he's on, he's, and he's always on. Like, he's, he's so locked in. You know what I mean? Like, he's so in belief that it's just like, man, you have to believe it. Like, when he tell you, like, even if we down to score, he's going to look at you and say, give me the ball. We're we going to make this happen. Like, don't worry. We're not out. We're not out. And so, it was the last drive. You drive the ball down. We get up. We get in field goal range. And our kicker, man, he – Man, it was such a – it was a far field goal, too, I remember. And for some odd reason, I'm standing near Russell Wilson. He's usually down by the offensive side of the bench. I'm on the defensive side. But for some reason, I'm just over there and I'm watching this field goal. We sitting here. He's sitting on the bench. I'm standing on top of him and I'm looking. And he kicks it. The field goal's good. And then we just embrace. You know what I'm saying? We embrace and we celebrate. And I'm just like, man, this is a cool moment to be a part of. You know what I mean? It was just – I'm just like, dang, that was cool. You know what I mean? So, just, he's a great dude, though, man. Like. Uh, you can go to him and ask him anything. He'll he'll give you any hints and tidbits, advice. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as me playing DB, the questions are like, you know, what what are y'all looking at? What do you look for? Like how are you? What is your process? And then on top of that, just his perseverance as a person, man. He's been through a lot as a person. He just continues to just wake up every day and get back to it with that positive energy. So man, it's 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 cool being alive with Russell Wilson. I definitely appreciate him as a quarterback. That's really cool. What about mm -hmm. uh, what about Coach Carroll? What about Pete Carroll? Have you had a moment with Coach? Man, that dude is awesome. I I, I had nothing bad. <laughs> I love Coach Carroll, man. And I think almost every NFL player does. I mean, I think every NFL player wants to play for him. I mean, the juice that he brings, always at an all-time high, always keeping everybody on their toes, competition, just his belief. And I think that's where Russell gets something from, too, because his belief is just out of this world. And – He's all with the positive thinking and just all of that, man. He, he's with it, activated in the community as well. Like when everything was going on, uh, you know, a couple months back and even now, he 100% encourages us to get involved. You know what I mean? Just he is a one of a kind human being. And I, I just, I'm so glad I get to be in the same building uh, with him too. You know, Hall of Fame coach in his own right one day. And, I mean, just the things he's been doing in this organization for the past 10 years is just second to none. You know what I mean? He's, he, he's a great dude. Man. I love him. He's awesome. You've got uh, a couple of guys that were in the room with you, the, the DB room with you when you were at SIU, now in the NFL. You know, <laughs> got to talk to Craig James a couple weeks ago. Jeremy Chin was just here. So you've got three NFL D DBs. They're starting to call it DBU down here um i mean how what was the dynamic between you and that defensive back group when when you were here and and how you guys pushed each other to be better man <laughs> I, man that's a great question uh man that's a good question i don't i think it was just it was from from my first two years to my last two years it was like I, it was two different teams you know it was two different coaching staffs a lot of different people, you know, and I was one of the, the few who started from the beginning and made it to the end and got to see this change. So, you know, us going through that change, I realized, like, the first half, we had all – I mean, we had guys. We had talent. I mean, my freshman year, sophomore year, I mean, it was there. But it just never added up. You know what I mean? Like, and that was just, you know, dispute between coaches and coaches and players, player to coach, and just the whole thing. It just it wasn't there. 
And so when the coaching staff changed and Nick Hill took charge and got, you know, guys like Marty Rogers back in the building, you know, it was just like, man, you know what? There's something here. You know what I mean? And it, as a, as a, you know, older player, uh, you know, veteran player, so to speak, I just, I wanted them to know that we can, I mean, we can do whatever we want to do. We just got to decide to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's time for us to just really take, take charge and take ownership of what we got in here, man. Like, I'm not letting nobody fall below that standard. And uh, it, it was a day-of-the-day thing. We had to make believe. It was a day-of-the-day thing. Shane came along, was just popping since his freshman year. The boy, and I showed him nothing but love. Just like, man, dude, no, nah, you special. Like, I know it when I said you special. Well, we got something special. Let's try to make this happen. And Craig coming in, we we gelled together easily. Like, that was a no I mean, Craig was an awesome dude from day one. And – talented of course works very hard his story is even more i i, I admire his doggone story more than anybody's i mean it's just man i loved it i almost bring me to tears when i talk to him we always talk to each other but just having that 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 flow in the room man was everything we just had to, we had a belief you know what i'm saying and even the records may not say nothing but the record from last year shows what that where that foundation was you know what i mean it had to start from somewhere and we all did it together, man, and it, it's, it's so cool seeing more of us in the league now. It's like, dang, man, I just, I remember we was, you know, in college, you know, just trying to get by, you know what I mean? Trying to get by, just trying to do what we can, and now we got a second-round draft pick, and then we got somebody over there in Philly doing this thing, and I'm here, you know, scratching the car. It's just, it's beautiful, man. So, yeah, we stay tight for sure, man. I love it. And all I hope for is just that the more DBs that come into that room and they see that, you know, they see that, type of success it's just, it motivates them like like I said with the LOB it's just like you, it makes you proud you know what I mean you want you want to uphold that you know what I mean so that's all I ever care for man so yeah it's dope I love it man like we played Philly running around with Craig on special teams was awesome I loved it I'm like man <laughs> it was just cool man it was fun man. you go out of your way to make the hit you go out of your way to make a hit on your old guy Man, look, <laughs> Craig know what's up. <laughs> they, they know what's up, man. They know Ryan go compete, but nah, man, we just, it was fun, man. It was everything, and, you know, just seeing each other on the field in NFL uniforms, it's, it's a blessing, you know what I'm saying? This, this is stuff we talked about, you know, so it's dope. And when Chin came in, he was this this young, talented guy at your position. Was there some competitive tension or, or jealousy at all at first? Man, I'm never a jealous dude. I'm one of the people that's I'm a look in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? I'm a guy. If something, if things don't go my way, okay, what could I have done? You know what I mean? But no, when I seen him step on campus, and you can ask him, the first thing I said to him was like, okay, yeah, you, you different. Like that don't make no sense. Like he came in looking like a grown man. I'm just like, who is this kid? Like that don't like that just don't. Where are you from? Fishers, Indiana. I'm like, oh, you're an Indiana boy too. That's, you know what I mean? It's just like, and so, man, just watching him when he, he, when he was just a freshman running around, I'm just like, man, he, he just doing stuff and he don't even know what he's doing. He's just doing it. You know what I mean? And seeing him just pop out like that his freshman year, I was like, that's, that's everything, dude. Like, that was everything for me. And I never, never one of the people to have no animosity. It's like, man, if you had to make us better, that's everything to me, you know what I'm saying? And then at that point, it's like, what can I do to help make us better? And we ended up coming to, you know, putting it together my senior year, and it was just, it was super cool, man. It was, oh, God, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun. But, you know, see, and you can ask, and I mean, I talk to him all the time. I just got to talk to him like a day ago. But, man, just the whole time, like, man, 
it ain't gonna be me, but I know you're gonna be a draft pick. Like it's it, I just know it. Like I know it. I told him that from day one and just told him, hey, man, stay focused. It's gonna come to fruition. We had uh had a couple training sessions together this offseason. We was in Indianapolis. I was like, man, let's get it in. We got it in a couple times and I'm happy to see him where he is, man. I don't do nothing where he smiles on my face. And he wearing 21, which is my favorite number, which is the number I wore when I left. So I'm just like, you go, boy. You go ahead, <laughs> man. You go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, you, you mentioned your Indiana upbringings. Um, mm-hmm. Go all the way back to, to early Ryan Neal. Who got you into the game, and, and what type of player were you early on? So, uh, you know, from 219 in the region, uh, started in Gary, Indiana, grew up in Maryville. Uh, my family, mom and dad, sister, my three brothers. So um, <clears throat> I would definitely have to say my dad first and foremost with the football thing, because my dad, he was, a, he was a baller. He was a player. He uh, played high school football in Gary, graduated, played uh, community college, and then went to Weber State. Had a shot at the league. He made it into a giant uh, training camp, but unfortunately his uh, playing days got cut short due to you know, injury and the fact that, you know, he had some kids to take care of. So he came back and, and immediately started being a superhero dad. Um, but, you know, sports is always in our lives. Mike, my other brother, you know, as y'all know, was professional. He was a basketball player at first. He wanted to play basketball real, real bad. Like, he, he Kobe fanatic, all that. But he uh, fell into the game and, you know, he, he started doing his thing. So I think it was from this point. So now I'm like, okay, here's my older brother. We were going to the college games and everything. But as a young boy, I always wanted to play. I was like, I want to play football. But I was always little, little when I was little. Like, I was, you know, super skinny bones. Like, my dad, like, no, nah, you can't. No, nah, not yet. You need to. But I used to always play with my, my next oldest brother, Matt, in the streets all the time. Like, kids, like, three, four, five years older than me. I never cared. Like, I just wanted to play. Like, I'm getting tossed around by technically teenagers and grown men. But I just love playing. So, you know, watch my brother Mike uh, go through his whole process in college and just kind of doing it for myself. I mean, it wasn't necessarily like, I don't think the NFL became a dream for me, like for me to go get up until, you know, like like I said, my brother Mike was in Purdue, my brother Matt went to Toledo and Idaho. So I was like, man, I at least want to get to college and play college ball, you know, so that was my first goal. But even before that, my brother got drafted in 20, um, no, 2009. Like, I remember that day, like it was yesterday, you know, he was at home, I was on the couch next to him when the, TV was on the drive and everything. He gets the call. It was, it was me, him, my sister, my dad. I think my little brother was downstairs too when he got the call. And so, man, it was just, it was so weird. You know what I mean? Like, that was probably the first thing I, me and my brother outside, we doing crazy. His neighbors outside clapping, and you see just like news people swerving down the street. Like, what in the, it was just so weird because I'm just, dang, like, he's, like, really in the NFL. Like, I play Madden. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I play those games. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, wow, that's kind of weird. Like, nice face on the game. And then I think it was at that point for me, it was like, you know what? If he did it, I know I can do it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and that was that was it from there on. Like I said, that was in 2010. I was like, what, my freshman year in high school. It was like, it was at that point, I'm like, I'm about to do this. Like, I'm going to do it, and I don't really care what it takes to do it. So, coming out of high school, uh, you know, play defensive back. I just like hitting people and getting the ball. Didn't really care where it came from. I mean, the game was just, that was, you know, pure form of football fun, running around, hitting all that good stuff. And then, you know, came out. I didn't really have a lot of offers, man. I didn't. I didn't have a lot. But um, SIU gave me a call. That was like the first call. The first, I think that was the first time they talked to me. 
and was like, you know, we want to bring you in, you know, for a business. We want to give, you know, give you an offer or whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. So went down, you know, went down to Carbondale and saw it. Got some Dale Lennon and them all there. And I was just, this is it. You know what I mean? I'll come in here and play ball. So that's how it got me, you know, in college. <laughs> you know, that's that's how I ended up where I ended up, man. So that's just kind of a little, little background about how I got into the game, you know. So there was, I mean, you weren't like a child prodigy or anything like that. It wasn't like at 12 years mm -hmm. old, people were standing there saying, all right, Ryan Neal's going to the NFL. Nah, I think it, I think the thing was, I think it was the opposite because if you see like the rest of like my dad, my older brother, my other brothers, besides my youngest brother, they were like all big. You know what I mean? Like growing up all, you know, 280 pounds, 290, 300 D linemen, da, da, da. So that's kind of the stereotype when you see him. It's like, oh, that's a, that's a Neil boy. He big, kind of built. But then you got me. It's like, okay, string bang. Uh, well, you know what I mean? Was he – you know, what's he going to be? And, I mean, I was good at football when I was, you know, playing Pop Warner. I mean, I was doing my thing. People know I was good. But it wasn't like, man, this kid's the next, you know, next big thing. It wasn't nothing like that. But, I mean, I just, like I said, I kept I kept working, man. I just, I believed it. You know what I mean? I, I was I believe I can do it. My brother did it. You know what I mean? And it's, it's kind of a messed up thing. You, you tend to get compared. I mean, you know, when you get families like that, you get compared. And, uh, you know, that's not fair. No, I mean, it's like, dude, I can't, you don't know what I would be just because of what he is. You know what I'm saying? You can't assume anything. But I, lo I loved it because my, he set the standard. You know what I mean? Like, not even just as far as, like, you know, just as far as, like, how to, you know, kind of go after life. You know, my parents, the big foundation of it, just be the best, do the best you can at all times. Like, that's all that matters. And that's just all I ever chase. You know what I'm saying? Doing the best I could. And it landed me here. You know what I mean? Kept going. Took, took, a, took a wider route. Went, you know what I mean? Did different things, and it still ended up here. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, it ain't about, you know, where you start. It's just about how you go through that process and keep on grinding it out. You know what I mean? It, so, without that that natural talent – or not that you didn't have natural talent, but nobody mm -hmm. was saying, all right, it's obvious he's going to the NFL. What were some of the choices that you made that separated you from being just a four-year college guy and now a guy mm -hmm. that's stuck around in the NFL for a couple of years? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think that's just, it's as simple as just, you know what I'm saying? You know, first of all, God, first and foremost. And second, just really just, like I said, believe in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I know I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, and who's to tell me no? You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen somebody with my own eyes who's related to me do this. Like, they, to me, that I don't need nothing else. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's something I'm always grateful for, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't, you know, they don't get that. Some people are the first in their family to do it. Some some people come from places where nobody has done it, but literally the guy that did it was sitting on the couch next to me. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, no, nah, I can do this. Like, I know I can do this. Like, it's, it's you know what I mean? And I never, I never stopped believing it. Like, of course, I mean, I did some things in high school. People were like, man, that dude, he can ball, he can play. I mean, you know, and there was a couple people like, man, he's definitely going to go to college, he's definitely going to go. But I mean, was I out there like, you know what I'm saying, like number one recruit type? But no, not a chance, not close. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't that. And, uh, but <laughs> at the end of the day, I never stopped believing it. Like, I never stopped believing it. I had a great support system. My fiance has been there since day one, high school sweetheart, been supporting me since day one. Uh, she's just been watching me go through this journey. Mom, pop, you know what I'm saying? My brothers, my sister, they all, I mean, my cousins, they all know. They they all know we come from that same cloth. So they're just like, man, and now it's like, it's now it's bigger than me now. Now it's two dudes from my, my city, too, Gary. Lonnie Johnson and John A. Johnson are both in the NFL. Lonnie played for the Texans. 
second year. He's gonna he's a starter. John Bay's in, in Dallas right now, and it's like we've been you know knowing each other since we was little. You know what I'm saying? Seeing each other come up, and it was just like man, like nah, we can do it. Like you know what I'm saying? That's all it is. Like you just, you just got to just be. I'm with it. I'm focused. I'm gonna go get it done because I know I can. So that was, that's probably the only switch, man. Just keep working. Never stop working. 2010. I mean, I I grew up in Chicago. I should be a Bears fan, but I was a Packers fan. So 2010, your brother's a rookie playing for the Super Bowl for the Packers. I'm loving it. I'm sure you're loving it. Did you get to go? Did you get to go to the game? No, not that. My parents went because I remember because uh, that's when we had a really bad snowstorm in the Midwest. But no, but it was it was still it was still the craziest thing ever because. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a, wait a minute. My brother got drafted. My dad looked and said, man, wouldn't it be crazy if he went to a Super Bowl his first year? And wait then he goes to a Super Bowl. Like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me the snowstorm stopped you from going to the Super Bowl? When your brother no, it didn't stop me. <laughs> that wasn't the main, that wasn't the main fact. The Super Bowl tickets, woo, that, that, you talk about spending some money, boy. Wow. But, <laughs> no, nah, my mom and dad went, man. My mom and dad went. But it was just, it, man, I, I got to put, I mean, I seen the ring, put the ring on. It, it's just, it was amazing. Like, that that was that, when he won the Super Bowl, we all won the Super Bowl, so to speak. Like, you know, my family won the Super Bowl, the hometown won the Super Bowl. It was just like, dude, like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? And for it to happen, you know, to him like that, it was, it was the coolest thing to be a part of. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it's not just you winning the Super Bowl, it's your family winning the Super Bowl. Like, we are Super Bowl champs, you know what I mean? And it just it just makes life so much cooler, man. And so when he did that, I mean, that that was another confirmation for me that I was like, okay, nah, come on. Like, I gotta try that. I, I mean, why not, you know what I mean? So, and then it just it so happens that <laughs> um, last year, we had to go play Green Bay in the doggone uh, divisional playoff. He was at that game. They ended up beating us. I'm like, dang, this is crazy, but <laughs> it's it's so cool, man. It was it's it's still one of the coolest things I've ever seen happen. Yeah, oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome, man. That's awesome. But just yeah. to kind of summarize your story of getting to where you've gotten. Uh, what are you most proud of that you've overcome? What are you most proud of overcoming to get to the point that you've gotten? I think that's a that's a cool question, man. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's just any one thing because I've, I've been through so many up and so many downs, you know, so many closed doors. Um, you know, coming like from college, uh, you know, not ending up finishing my junior year as a starter. That was a wall. I had to go and overcome that. You know what I mean? Because like junior year is kind of an important year for a college football player. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially you know playing FCS ball. You know, you're not getting those looks like an FBS player is. And uh, I felt like that was one of those things that it was a wall. But you know what? I was like, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to conquer this. This is just another obstacle. We're going to get over it. You know what I'm saying? We're going we to get back to work. I control. I can I can only control what I can control. You know what I mean? And ended up tying that down, finished my senior year the way I wanted to. It was it was the perfect ending for me. And, you know, when you look at it, it's like, man, I never made an all-conference or not even an honorable man. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, so, you know, anybody looking at the situation probably like, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no way. You're FCS, you didn't do none of that. You know what I'm saying? Compared to my counterpart. But it's like, you know, anybody looking at that, like, man, there's no way. You know what I mean? They could have told Craig the same thing, too. But it was just something that I was like, nah, I can do it. Like, I know I can do it. I know I can play. It's just as simple as that. You know what I mean? So, had to do great at the pro day in Northwestern. That was another wall. 
shattered that. And then that's when my phone started ringing. So I'm just like, okay, we're going in the right direction now, you know. Ended up going undrafted, which I was already, you know, if you say any interview, anytime a scout called me, the only thing I kept telling them was, I just, I'm thankful for the opportunity. I don't care about being drafted. I don't, I just, I don't even get, if you give me a tryout, you're not going to tell me no. Like, I'm just telling you, I want the chance. You know what I'm saying? It's like when they call you, they say, well, you know, this is where we got you on the board. I don't care about none of that. I just want an opportunity. That's it. If I get an opportunity, I'm cool. So going through that process, going to Philly, <laughs> oh, God. And, you know, I was excited. First day of rookie minicamp, boom. Grade two, hamstring strain, which is pretty much a, you are close to tearing it. So pretty much that's what happened. On the first day of rookie minicamp, you know, so I'm like, nah, I've been scratching and clawing all this time trying to get to this point just to have this happen. So I'm just like, and that hurt me a lot. It hurt me a lot mentally. You know, I'm away from my foundation, my home, my, my fiance. I'm away from all my people. Kind of out there by myself. I'm just like, God, this is just, I can't believe this. Like, you know, I'm undrafted. It's only any day now, you know, and <clears throat> they tried to rehab me, get me back together. I ended up uh, coming back, not even like a full, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even 100%. It's just, it was weird, but ended up coming back for that first week of training camp. You know, competed my butt off, did what I had to do. And, I mean, you know, they let me go. It was a numbers game after that first week of training camp, which was right before the first preseason game. So I was back in Carbondale, actually. You know, back at my apartment with my fiance. I'm just sitting here like, man, I, I think I'm done. Like, you know what I mean? I'm an undrafted football player from FCS school. I was hurt. I had no game film, like nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I got nothing. So I'm sitting at home for the week, and I'm just like, dang, this really might be it. Like, I done worked all my life for this. and. But, uh, you know, Atlanta really liked me coming out. They, you know, gave me a private workout at SIU. They were calling me. I probably should have went to Atlanta, which was stupid on my part, but whatever. So they gave me a workout, came back and did the workout. It was like, all right, cool. We're going gonna to bring you in for the preseason. You know what I'm saying? Get you a shot. I said, cool. Came in. <clears throat> uh, so I missed that first one. I didn't play my first preseason game. I didn't get to play. So I'm like, dang. So the second one, they both throw me at corner. I'm like, oh, here we go. Another Another wall, you know what I mean? It's just another wall. I'm like, all right, well, here we go. Uh, came to the second preseason game, didn't play until like the last minute of the game. It was probably a minute left in the fourth. Ended up making a play. They gave me uh, the second string safety job for the last two weeks of preseason. You know, did what I could, gave my best effort on special teams, and then that's they signed me to their practice squad, uh, which was huge for me. You know what I mean? Like, I remember uh, TD and, and Coach Quinn, you know, it was like, you know, a lot of guys usually don't like when we get, when we extend this to people, you know, really like you, but then we got, we can do something with you, we want to bring you on the practice squad. I said, that sounds like music to my ears. I don't know what y'all talking about. Like, that's all I ever wanted. You know what I'm saying? Just the opportunity. So, long story short, you know, they brought me in. I was on the practice squad, you know, going hard, going, doing my thing. Uh, till about week, uh, I don't know what week, probably like week 11, 12, something like that. Got activated, which was everything. First game was in Green Bay Stadium, which was crazy. <laughs> But got to play that, finished the year out, and then, you know, came back around for the next year, preseason, I get moved back to corner. So I'm like, dang it. <laughs> so here we go, battling again, battling again. They ended up cutting me, they ended up letting me go. They kind of it broke my heart. I said, dang, man, I, you know, I, man, I had a lot of high hopes and whatever. But, you know, a day later, Seattle calls, go over there. So I meet Pete Carroll for the first time, walk in his office. He has music blasting so loud. I can't hear nothing, anything. All I see is him mouth. Let me turn it down a little bit. And he literally takes it down and goes, 
like that, and then continues to talk to me. I'm just like, I can't even I, like. But that that was the first time I met Pierre. I couldn't hear him. But you know, came to Seattle. Another, you know, got to move from another place. So I don't went from Philly to Atlanta to now Seattle. Been in all over the country, but <laughs> and uh, you know, come out here. Uh, you know, on that practice squad roster, duking it out again. Here we go, duking it out again. And man, being on the practice squad, I could write a book about that. Cause that's a whole different experience. But you go through that, you're working hard, and uh, they ended up activating me within three weeks left of the season, which was awesome. Did it again. Uh, played a lot of special teams reps. Got to go on a playoff run, and you know, they just they signed me back on an extended deal, but uh, for for the year. So, I mean, I'm just happy to be back, happy to be able to come back and compete again. And, you know, that's how I'm here now, man. Just going, like I said, a lot of obstacles. Um, and I'm proud of it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm proud of the whole journey. I'm proud of everything, you know. Not one thing over another. I love the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, you know what? If you keep, you keep working, you stay, you stay headstrong, stay faithful, stay grounded. You, you, get what you, you get what you get when you get it. You know what I'm saying? It, it'll end up coming back to you. So, that's how my journey's been. And, you know, talking to a lot of guys, you know, keeping keeping the journey open with Craig. And when we played Philly twice, kicked it with Craig twice, we talking it up. We always call each other, talking to Chan when he was going through the process in college. You know what I'm saying? Just letting him know what I've been going through and, and a whole lot of others. But it's been it's been an awesome journey, man. It's been awesome. I, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. I love it. What kind of music was Pete Carroll playing when he walked into his office? Man, the guys with you, whatever radio station is called loud, it's just loud. It was loud. And I'm, I'm telling you, you talk about – I'm telling you, he is a ball of fire. Like, it's just – I love it, man. Like, he's one of the people – I'm like, I want to be like him. Like, that. I want to be like him. Like, he just has the right juice at all times. And you can tell with the whole organization, it's just it's juiced up at all times. We have fun. You know, we go to work and we have fun, man. That's that's what B Care is all about, so – yeah, it was cool. <laughs> There's probably just one volume for Seattle people because that stadium's so loud. He's he's probably got some things going on with his ears from how loud yeah, it is. Crap. Yeah, probably, man, because I'm telling you, that stadium, yeah, it's loud. Like, it gets really, 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 really loud. Like, like I said, that Rams game, when they – that last minute, I mean, whoo, you just like, dang. Like, it, it gets really loud in there. So, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Let me close with this, just thinking about what you've shared with us. You've, you've created this great life in football for yourself, despite mm-hmm. some of those walls that you're talking about. If you could give a message to a parent that's thinking about holding their kid out of football, relating it back to your journey, what would that be based on some of the experiences you've had? Well... You mean like hold them out, you know, due to the like the, the situation that's going on right now with the whole world, like the coronavirus thing? Well, just like, you know, concussions have been a thing and like oh, yeah. people are saying like numbers are down in football, but I mean yeah. I, I see somebody like you that say say your dad doesn't push you to get into football, you don't get to live the life that you've led. Mm, yeah. In some really cool spots. Well, what I like to tell those parents is that and th- and I tell people all the time, because I actually try to put myself in their shoes, like I don't necessarily will say pull your kid out of football. It's about when should when should they play. You know what I mean? Like for me, I didn't start playing until I was twelve, going on thirteen years old. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys in this league have been playing since they were five, six. You know what I mean? And 
knowing what we know now, would I let my five or six year old No, I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Maybe flag in other sports, but that doesn't stop them from being able to develop those skills that they would need. You know what I mean? Like, I'll let them play a bunch of other sports, but until they're at an age where I know that they can at least, you know, like they can at least take something, you know what I mean? Like, won't be as bad, like the risks are not as bad. Of course, I would let them play. Like, I would never stop a kid from, you know, you know playing the game. The game is. It's been great for me, and not only has my journey been great, but I learned a lot of things from it. You know what I mean? A lot of things I can take in, in life, learning how to be a part of a team and learning how to gel with people from different parts of the country and the world and with different backgrounds and different views. And You know what I'm saying? Just being able to work with those people for a common goal, understanding how, how a team works. It's just the game itself, understanding how to be prepared, understanding how to be on time and having a schedule and – uh, you know, just doing all types of taking care of yourself, but the importance of, of well-being and dealing with your stresses and emotions. Like, it's so many things I can take away from this game. It's taught me, like, how, of course, how to be tough. Like, things may not go your way, but you got to be tough about it. You may be super tired, but, hey, you got to wake up and come back. You may have had a bad practice yesterday. That don't make you a bad player. You just had a bad practice that day. You got to wake up and come back out of tomorrow. You know, so it's just like – so, so many lessons, like, from the game that I learned that I feel like anybody can learn. And a lot of people do learn, you know, when they play the game. And so, you know, I'll tell them, like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're that worried about it, don't, 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 don't let them play when they're super little. Let them play flag. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to play the contact right now. You know what I mean? Not until you're comfortable doing it. You know what I'm saying? And when it's time for them to get ready to go, let them, let them fly. Let them ride and let them see what, you know, what they want. Because it was a point in time where I thought about not playing anymore. And I was in high school. I told them that I don't want I don't want – I told him, I don't want to I think this is too hard. Like, I think this is too hard. But he was just like, look, I won't let you quit anything in the middle, so you got to finish. And I ended up finishing, I was like, you know, nah, I can, I can handle it. You know what I'm saying? So, I, would, I mean, let, let them play, man. Let them go ahead and play. It's a beautiful game. Um, now, especially now, they're, too, they, they're they coming up with way, safe, way better, safer ways to play. You know, Seahawks are one of the people that, that really took that rugby style of tackling and introduced it in the game teach us how to play as safe as we can. Like, you know, so there's there's way with the science is getting ahead with the helmets and the designs and, you know, they, they really, you know, getting getting held bent on some of these rules, but they, they're doing what they can, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I would not I would never, nah, let them play. You know what I'm saying? Let them play. But just letting them play super young, like five, six, I'm not with that. You know what I mean? Nah. But, like, when they 13, 14, yeah, let them go. Let them play. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. I feel like I better go let you enjoy your off day. I I could talk to you. I can talk to you the rest of the day, man. <laughs> hey, I can I can talk my butt off too. I tell you, I get that from my dad. But I hey, appreciate you for bringing me on, man. Like I said, I love doing stuff like this, especially from places where I've been through and came from. So thanks, thanks a lot for having me on, here, man. It's been cool.